there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for the clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to simplify. So thank you for joining me this week. I am actually recording this extra early so that I can go on vacation. So by the time you're hearing this podcast, we will be away on our vacation. And what's unique is we are not traveling for a speaking engagement. I've been traveling at least once every month since March, sometimes more. And this is our last trip since March, uh, once a month. And we are actually just going for fun. So I'm excited, but I am trying to get everything in. I'm over here scrambling to get the podcast recorded so that I can still have it up there while I'm away. Before I get started, I do want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publisher of homeschool resources and more. If you are a Christian family, you will find an abundance of resources over at Apologia.com. So please go check them out, especially if you're a homeschooler. They have tons of sales right now for back to school, so you don't want to miss it. Today's episode, we're going to focus on something that's really sort of vulnerable and near and dear to my heart. And that is my struggle with anxiety and how living more simply has been key to helping me um, overcome that struggle. So I wanted to talk about that because I think that this is something so many people struggle with um, in our world today. And it's often often not talked about. Or it's talked about in a way that's just, you know, very negative. You know, if you don't, if you have fear, then you don't have faith. And so, you know, there is some truth to that because I think faith can't operate when we are living in fear. Um, But we also want to recognize how we can be honest about our journey and be encouraging to others And maybe I will be an encouragement to someone else out there who may struggle with this issue. Um, So I also wanted to tie this in to how I believe that my uh, quest for living more simply is key to helping me with my anxiety. Now you guys know that the key for me to living simply isn't just about being a minimalist or getting rid of clutter or, you know, having less stuff. It's really about having more Jesus. And I truly believe, like I said at the beginning of the episode, that the more we desire him, the easier it is and actually the more naturally we will simplify our lives because when we focus on Jesus, a lot of the other things in our life that seem so big and seem to fill us up kind of fade away into the background because the more we desire him and the more we want him in our lives, the less and less the things of this world become important to us. And that actually is going to tie into how it helps with my anxiety. So you're going to hear all about that. So let me just start from the beginning and just explain my journey. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this leading up to this podcast um, episode and thinking about, you know, where did this all begin? And 
quite honestly, I was always, when I look back um, as a little girl, I definitely had a tremendous amount of fears. And, you know, I think growing up, I just thought that must be every little kid has that. But when I met Steve, I realized that that isn't how every little kid is. And that isn't how every person is. And um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that too, as we, as we go on in this conversation about the difference between uh, Steve and myself when it comes to these fears and anxieties. And um, so looking at it now as a child, I guess it wasn't quote unquote normal, the amount of fears I had, but I can remember as young as my memories go back, um, being kind of plagued by fears in the nighttime. I mean, and I know this is definitely normal for kids. You go through these phases, but when I look back on it, I would really, um, get bogged down by these thoughts and these fears and these many times irrational, um, worries about what if, and I can remember being a very young child hating nighttime, hating the darkness, hating the quiet at night when everybody went to sleep and I couldn't sleep and I would lay there and just think and think and think. And I had a lot of different fears when I was little. I can remember being terrified that something would happen to me, like I would get sick and die. Um, I can remember also being terrified in the middle school age of um, about 6th, 7th, and 8th grade about something happening to our country. Now, this is kind of a weird fear. I've talked about this before a little bit um, on the blog, but never in person really much. So let me tell you this. we I grew up living right outside of New York City, and um, we had airports all over the place and, you know, low-flying planes all the time, very loud, you know, um, air, airplanes going over all the time. And I can remember a legitimate fear that used to terrify me. I mean, I couldn't sleep um, every time a plane went over my house, it scared me. I remember hearing about terrorism in the news back then. And I used to get afraid and I think, you know, where are those planes? Are they going to do something? And I don't know where that fear came from, but the really, like I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Cause the really weird thing is that it seemed like an irrational fear. And when nine 11 happened, which I was living right outside of New York city at the time and literally saw the um, towers burning and saw the fighter jets overhead, I was beside myself. I, I mean, it was like my worst irrational fear of childhood that everybody said was irrational was coming through be true before my eyes. And I remember just being completely paralyzed and terrified. And so um, that fear, I don't know where it came from at that middle school age, but I always used to be afraid of airplanes flying over my house, that, that they were like terrorists. And it, it was weird because at that time there were no terrorists doing anything in airplanes. But anyway, um, when 9-11 happened, we were like, what? <laughs> you know, like it was just crazy. So anyway, I do remember though a period of my life where I was just consumed by these at the time irrational fears that I would just stay awake at night thinking about what if there's a fire? What if I fall asleep and there's a fire and I don't wake up? You know, what if there's um somebody breaks into the house? All these things. As I got older, my fears turned into worries about my health. And 
my college age years, I had extreme irrational fears of something happening to me and every little symptom I was afraid I was dying. And, you know, they didn't have Google back then, but I'll tell you, as soon as I got wind of that internet, I remember, I, I actually, before the internet, I remember going to the library and looking up my symptoms in books. And so, um, when the internet became available and you realized you could, you know, find out on Dr. Google what was wrong with you, that was, that was something that used to, um, plague me. And so, you know, everybody has fears of something happening to them. So there were those fears, but this was like more, this was like the kind of fear that it would, it didn't go, it wasn't like it crossed my mind and it was there. It would just kind of consume me for days at a time. And I wouldn't tell anybody that it was going on, but in my mind, I was just a wreck, constantly, constantly thinking that something was going to happen to me. I remember before my wedding, it was really at the height of one of the worst times with anxiety. Here I was approaching the best day of my life, right? And what's supposed to be a happy time. And on the inside, I was falling apart and crumbling because I was feeling like there's no way I'm actually going to be getting married. This isn't, I don't just, well, spiritually I was in a crossroads at the time. I was just coming to know Jesus. And so I remember though, at that point, um, I wasn't quite there yet in my relationship with Jesus, but I remember thinking, I've done too many bad things. I do not deserve this. I do not deserve this wonderful man and this wedding. And there's no way it's going to happen. I was consumed with just waiting kind of for, you know, the floor to drop out. Like I was going to get sick and die and the wedding wouldn't happen. And it was terrifying because here I am on the outside trying to portray the happy bride and I'm beaming and all that. And on the inside, I'm just thinking something's going to happen to me. I know it. And so it was a struggle. And then when we got married, um, shortly after we got married, I got pregnant with Grace and my fears started to transfer transfer to something happening to the baby, right? From myself to the baby. Still worrying about myself at times. Um, and as many of you know, if you listen to the podcast, we have gone through job losses. And one of those job losses occurred in that first year of marriage when I was pregnant with Grace. And that spawned the whole fear of financial you know, ruin. I was constantly... Uh, adding up numbers and worrying about numbers and how much money did we have and what if and what if. And I, if I look back on the amount of times that I lived through scenarios in my mind, rather than just living my life, it's, it's sad. I mean, I spent much too much time worrying about scenarios in my mind than living the life that was literally right in front of me. And um, with each baby, I would go through periods of, especially my third baby, um, when he was born, there was an irrational for a good six months to a year of something being wrong with him, that I didn't deserve this baby. And I knew that, you know, he was going to have some terrible disease and be taken from me. And these would consume me. And any little thing that came about, if he got sick, it was like, this is it. This is the thing, you know, that he's, he's going to be taken from me. And I spent a lot of time on the internet and a lot of time searching, you know, about um, different illnesses and things like that. And I spent a lot of time 
letting the thoughts of what if consume me rather than I have a brand new baby, I have a beautiful family, you know, and it's kind of funny when you look at it because it's almost like Satan does that. He steals our joy. It's like you're at the best time of your life. And when I look at all the times where um, anxiety has really taken a toll on me, it's always with these wonderful, big, wonderful, great things happening. On the other hand, I become consumed with worry. So he's I recognize it now that he's always tried to sort of steal my joy. And I recognize that I wasn't firm in my faith and I wasn't strong many times, especially in those early years, to fight back with the truth. And I was so consumed with the what ifs and with the scenarios that could happen that I wasn't enjoying my life. And so, you know, talking about this today, I mean, there's going to be people who listen to this and be like, I had no idea. I had no idea that you were like that. And it's not something obviously that I'm proud of or what I want to talk about, but I did want to talk about it today because I was thinking about how, you know, Jesus has made all the difference. And when I look now in the present, do I still struggle with some of these things? Yes, but it is so different. I am not consumed. There have been times in the past, you know, five to 10 years, even in the past, I would say three to five years where I have had major bouts of anxiety. And it's always, like I said, over either a health issue with myself, with one of the kids, um, finances. Those were the things that I always felt like, you know, these are the things that we think we can control and we really can't. Um, but these are the things that I would always feel like, well, if these test results come back from the doctor and they're okay, then I am going to live my life differently. I am going to, you know, remember, you know, what it felt like to be like this and I am, I'm going to live so differently. And then what would happen? I get the test results. They'd say I wasn't dying and, um, I would go back after a few weeks living just the way I was. And within the past few years, I've put a stop to that. And I think, well, I know a lot of the difference is I truly, truly, truly love Jesus with all my heart. I mean, I know that's, it's, of course, I loved Jesus before, but I understand this world is not my home. I truly understand that now. And I truly know where I'm going. And I truly Look forward to the day that I'll be with Jesus. See, I think my anxiety used to come a lot from the fear of the unknown. And even as an early Christian, you know, you know you're going to heaven, but it's still scary. I don't want to leave this world, right? As I've grown in my faith, I have seen that this world is wonderful and it's fun and I love my family and there's also hard times, but this world is not my home. And the solid knowledge of that changes everything. And the other part of the anxiety that has really lessened has been choosing to know the word of God and choosing to seek him first in everything and, and really fighting back all of the lies that Satan, you know, throws at you with the truth and the word of God. And there are times now where I can 
start to get fearful and start to get anxiety about something and I just fight from the get-go. If I don't know what to say, I just say, Jesus, there is power in your name. Jesus, Jesus. And I literally am able to calm myself down just with his name. And then I throw scripture and I repeat, I repeat scripture over and over and there are no room for those thoughts. So simplifying my life has really been key to getting rid of anxiety or to dealing with anxiety because I don't know that I'll ever be gone, but it is definitely less. Um, you know, there are times where I say, you know, the, well, I always say the, um, the remedy to clutter and chaos in this world, I believe is Jesus, right? The more we desire him, the less we desire the things of this world. So the more I desire him, the less my anxiety is because I'm not focused on the things of this world. I'm focused on him and what is to come. And the more I don't get wrapped up in the things of this world, the less the anxiety is naturally there because the things of this world are what bring on the anxiety for me, right? Jesus doesn't bring on anxiety. Heaven doesn't bring on anxiety. The truth of the Bible does not bring on anxiety. What brings on anxiety for me is when I am focused on the temporary, on this world, on the things I think I can control. And you know, there'll be anxiety when I try to do things in my own strength. There'll be anxiety when I'm worried about the unknown. And that's normal to have a little worry or a little fear, you know, when circumstances happen. But I am at the point in my life where I can truly say, and this has been such a gradual process, that no matter what happens, I am so good because I know that I am going to be with Jesus forever. And even the hardest thing that can happen in this world and the most difficult circumstance that I can imagine, and I haven't lived through hardly any of them that I can imagine yet, And if, but if I ever do, I know that I have Jesus. And I know it's easy for me to say that right now because you're know, like, well, you haven't been through like a horrible, horrible thing. And that's true. I haven't. But I feel better equipped now, let's say, than I did 5, 10, definitely 20 years ago. Because the more I get to know God and the more I spend time in his word and the more I know the truth, the less I focus on the things of this world that I was clinging to. See, before when I worried about my health, it's because I was clinging to this world. Even when I worry about my children's health, and you know, I mean, a mama and her babies, don't let anything come between me and my children, right? But I do know without a shadow of a doubt that God is good and that anything that happens on this earth, no matter how devastating or tragic or terrible, that can never separate me from Jesus. And so my anxiety has lessened because I have let Jesus fill up those spaces in me that I was trying to control. I have submitted them to him. I've surrendered them to him. And living more simply when I, you know, don't focus. I mean, 
this whole, our whole world is so much anxiety because we are focused on having the perfect house, having the perfect children, you know, having the perfect homeschool, if you homeschool, having the perfect career, having the perfect, you know, family life, having this, um, ideal in our head, of course, we're all running around, you know, with anxiety and, and fears and stress because we're just living for things that are temporary. And we're forgetting that this world is not all there is. Now, that isn't to say that we don't enjoy our home. I mean, we certainly don't want to lose jobs and have sickness. And, you know, we want to enjoy the things God has given us here, but we don't depend on them. I think it was C.S. Lewis who said, we don't put our happiness on things that um, we can lose, right? We don't let our happiness depend on things that we can lose because every single day our circumstances change. We don't know what tomorrow brings. So if we are depending on certain, certain circumstances, we are obviously going to have our happiness depend on things that can change and that can lose. I have chosen in the past few years to really understand and really live out the fact that God never changes. He is absolute. And no matter what happens in this life and no matter what the circumstances are, He never leaves. So why would I want to put all my faith in things of this world that are constantly changing? My health is going to constantly change. My children's health will constantly change. Our finances will constantly change. Jobs will change at times. Life changes every single day. And for me to only feel secure when the perfect set of circumstances arise guarantees that most of the time I'm not going to be happy because most of the time my circumstances are not going to line up exactly how I want them to. But when we can say, I have Jesus and he is what gets me through all the different sets of circumstances, then we have found the answer to a lot of our anxiety. For years, I would so hide the fact that I had these struggles, you know, and it was hard. Like, the thing is, this is what I want to say about Steve and I, how different we are. I came from a family of people that worry. Like, that's just what we do. That's our default mode. We worry, right? Um, and, and that's just, you know, what, that's how our family, that's all they knew. That's how, that's just what they know. And so, and I just assumed that's the way the whole world was, right? <laughs> and so when I met Steve, um, oh my goodness, God is so good because he gave me somebody who completely balances me. They don't worry about anything in his family. They are the complete opposite. And we joke about it as families, how we're different. But his um, grandmother, who is 97 years old almost, you know, she'll say, why worry about something that hasn't happened? And in, in me, in my flesh, I'm like, we worry about things because they can happen. And see, that's the difference. We don't worry because it can happen because any um, there's an infinite amount of circumstances that can happen. But why worry about them unless they happen? And even when they happen... We get through them because we are standing on the truth of God's word and the foundation of our faith in Jesus. So 
you know, we, we've been a good balance for each other. So I came from that. And you know what? It, there's got to be a genetic portion to it besides just learned behaviors because I have four children that are very different. And, you know, there are a few that they're just, just like Steve. Like, why why even worry, you know? And then there's one or two have gone through the this very same patterns I can see when it's nighttime, the fears start you know, the questions of what if, what if. We've gone through quite a few, um, you know, periods of or seasons of um, this kind of anxiety with some of our young ones. So there's definitely that to it. So we need to look at that. I think as a woman, I think hormones play a great deal physically into anxiety. And um, I think that's really something that we need to recognize because, you know, it can change just our um, our emotions, and it can change how we deal with things, which is why it is so important to remember our emotions are not truth, and especially when our emotions are all over the place, because we're women, and they change and they fluctuate all the time. How wonderful is it that we have a God who doesn't change and fluctuate all the time? He stays the same and his truth is always his truth. It isn't dependent on our circumstances and it isn't dependent on how we feel or our emotions. And so that to me is like a humongous ah, sigh of relief, right? The one thing that never changes is the biggest and greatest thing there is, our creator, right? What would it be like if we had circumstances in this world that always stayed the same that we could depend on, but we had a creator that was constantly changing and up and down, right? That's the complete opposite. Our creator, the one who created us, will never change. His word, his promises never change. That is such a comfort to me that I know that truth and I can look around and be like, yes, today this is this is rough, but circumstances are always changing. And so in my core, I know that this world is not all there is. And that our purpose here is like a little training ground, right? How we deal with all these things grows our spiritual muscles, really. And the Bible tells us we are to embrace persecution. We are to expect it. We are to, you know, find joy in it, in trials. And that's the difference between our world and the Bible. The Bible tells us, no, everything should be comfortable. We should never go through hard times. And if we do, we should do the first thing we can to get out of it and to fix it and, you know, at any cost. But when we look at things from God's perspective, sometimes those trials are necessary and they're what helps us to grow. Not to say that, you know, we're all sitting around saying, yes, bring on the trials. I get that. But it makes it much easier to go through them. So anxiety for me at times has been very irrational. At times it has been because of circumstances. And so while it hasn't, I wouldn't say it has debilitated me. I mean, I know there's people out there who suffer all different types of anxiety, all different levels of anxiety. So why it hasn't debilitated me, 
necessarily. There, there have been times in the past where I have been unable to function because I've been so caught up in something that is worrying me or that is causing me anxiety or fear that I've been, you know, curled up in the fetal position on my bed for a couple of days. And I will freely admit that that hasn't happened in a long time. And I am much more able to fight back with the um, truth of God's word. And, you know, it happens all the time. Like I said, whenever there's a big event, I've noticed something really great is coming. Like, for instance, we're going on vacation this week. So I know I've got my armor of God on big time. Because all of a sudden, oh, what's that little symptom I'm having? Well, what if I get sick? What if I can't go on the trip? What if something happens while I'm on the trip? Or the, one of the kids, you know, they sneeze. <laughs> oh, no, what if they're getting sick? You know, what if they can't go on the trip? What if something happens? Or I, I just, I know myself that any little thing gets magnified um, right before something big and wonderful is about to happen. So for me, I have had to recognize that. I think that's important that we recognize what are the things that can sort of trigger our anxiety or cause our anxiety. And for everybody, it is so different. And I totally get that. I'm just telling my story. Maybe you can relate out there a little bit. Maybe you can't relate to my circumstances or my fears or my worries, but you can relate to some of the things I'm saying about, you know, really focusing on the bigger picture and um, focusing on eternity over the temporary things of this world and really understanding that we have to fill our minds with those truths. It's a battle. It's a spiritual battle. And living more simply has truly helped me to focus my thoughts and my purposes and my intentions in my daily life so that there's less room for the things that will cause me anxiety. And there's less focus on me and the things of this world and more focus on Jesus. So that has really been key. You know, my whole idea of trying to, you know, every day, every decision that I make, everything I do goes back to the word of God and goes back to my relationship with Jesus. And so if I'm, you know, stressed over certain things, I have to look at it and say, is this really worth it? Is this really how God wants me to spend my energy and my emotions and my time? Whether it's talking about filling your schedule, filling your home, you know, for years, I spent so much time trying to create this perfect home or how things looked, especially in our early years of marriage way too much focus on that, way too much mental energy on that, right? I don't, I, I love my home because this is where I raise my family and this is where we connect with Jesus. It's not about the perfect decor and it's not about the perfect stuff. So right, right away, when you take that stuff out, you can simplify your life because you're not trying to, you know, live up to the HGTV perfect home. So, you know, in that aspect, you eliminate a lot of stressors or anxiety. I mean, people get anxiety over these things. They really do. Um, so living simply to me 
means that I focus on Jesus. I get rid of all the distractions that are hindering me from focusing on Jesus, whether they're physical things or mental things. And right away there, I can eliminate so much anxiety. And then the other part of it is really focusing on the fact, and this is another part of simplifying, that this world is not our home. Ultimately, we're just passing through. And we fix our eyes on the eternal and not on the things of this world. And we realize that there is so much more to come someday than what we see here. And I can truly say without a shadow of a doubt that I am walking with Jesus and there is no circumstance that I am going to allow me to sit here and spend hours and hours worrying what if, what if, what if. All I can do right now is focus on the present and what is. And what is right now is I've got Jesus. And he is truly more important than anything that I can fix my eyes on on this world. And so I have stopped letting myself ask those questions. It doesn't mean that sometimes I don't start to go down that road because I certainly can. Um, But I have stopped allowing myself to go down that road of, you know, well, what if this happens and what if that happens? Because most of the things I have worried about over the years have never come to happen, right? I couldn't, I I would spend many episodes if I had to sit here and really go over how bad and some of the things that I really used to, um, the scenarios that I used to play over in my head, some of them were quite irrational and none of them have come true. And Steve has always said to me, he's like, you've taken more time off of your life because of your worry when you could have, you know, been doing things that are putting time to your life, like you're taking away from your life. Like he would say to me, do you understand that that worry, you're so worried about your life, you're taking time off your life. Number one, taking time in the present, because there were many times in my past where I spent two days curled up in the fetal position. And so losing time right there and just what stress does to your body physically and what worry does to your body. And so, you know, it says in Matthew 6 there, do not worry about tomorrow, right? Sufficient for today is today's trouble. We don't know what tomorrow brings, so why worry about it? And even if the worst thing comes, Jesus never leaves us. What greater thing is there than that? We want something to worry about, worry about not having Jesus, right? That would be the ultimate worst thing ever I can imagine. But we know the end of this story. We know we're going to get to live in eternity with Jesus forever. And it's going to be beyond anything we could ever imagine here. But we don't focus on that. We tend to focus on, but we want to be happy right here, right? Because that's all we know. We can't even imagine what's to come. So filling my mind with the truth of God's word is number one key, fighting back with the truth of God's word. That's a key. And living more simply, allowing myself to really focus on the things that matter most. And the things that matter most are not material things for sure. 
Um, you know, of course, we don't want anything to happen to our loved ones. We don't want to see anyone suffer or be sick, you know. But sitting here and, and worrying about what if it happens takes away from what is happening right now. So I encourage you, if you struggle with this, get in God's word. The remedy to anxiety is definitely Jesus. Because when you have Jesus and you understand the truths that are out there in his word, and you understand more about what this life is about, all of those other things that seemed so important fade away. And you are able to deal um, with all circumstances easier. There's joy in Jesus in every single circumstance. So I encourage you today, if you are out there and you're struggling with this, um, I encourage you to get in your word. And actually, starting today, I put up on the blog, because you guys all know that I am just, I love God's word. And I think that not enough of us are spending enough time in it. So I put up on the blog a new series starting today. Uh, I had sort of been doing this last spring and summer, but this is a little bit more involved. Um, it's a Simply Seeking Him series. And so every day I'm posting scripture for us to read. And I'm asking you to keep a journal if you want to participate and write it out. You don't have to write out the whole passage because some of them are long. But for instance, today's was Matthew 6, 1 to 24. And I wrote out in my journal certain verses that you know, I really wanted to hold on to and, you know, I really wanted to meditate on. There's something about putting the pen to the paper and actually writing out God's word that I feel like um, just gives us more connection than when you're just reading it. So I would encourage you, you can write out the whole passage would be amazing. Write out some of it if it's really long and you just don't have time, but write it out. And then, you know, meditate on it. And then I've included on the blog post some commentary links, but there are many commentaries out there where you can go dig a little further, a little deeper. But most importantly, asking yourself when you're reading the verses, what do these verses tell me about God and who he is? See, a lot of us were kind of in that mindset of, okay, I read the verses for today. Now, what can I learn about me? How is this speaking to me in my circumstances right now? And while we want to do that and we want to you know, apply God's word to our circumstances, our most uh, important reason to be reading the Bible is to know God and know him more. So I ask you to ask yourself first you know, and foremost, what is this teaching me about God? And then looking up in the commentaries and getting to know the background and the setting or who it was written to and why and the cultural setting and things like that. And then, you know, journaling about it and um, taking time to really dig in a little deeper. So I have talked about that on the blog, you know, many times about how I read God's words first in the morning. And um, I want to take you guys a little deeper than, than that. So I'm going to be participating as well every day. We have them scheduled out right now on the blog, different um, passages. I'd love for you to join me. There's even a free printable on there. Um, if you go to the website, you'll find it. Um, just click on the top um, banner that says Daily Scripture. And there's even a little journal printable there if you don't have a journal and you want to print out some um, sheets to kind of make your own. Or just get a blank notebook that doesn't need anything fancy. You can get a blank notebook right now. Back to school sales. They're like 20 cents. <laughs> 
and just start writing it out, writing what it tells you about God, and then, you know, thinking about how it applies to you and praying about it. And so I I hope that would um, help you to each day. The more we focus on Him, the less we focus on the unimportant things of this world. See, it it kind of just starts to like let all the unimportant stuff fade away. When you're focused on God's word, it kind of brings to light the things that matter most. So for me, that's what simplifying is all about. Let's get rid of the fluff. Let's get rid of the clutter. Let's get rid of all the stuff that distracts me from my true purpose in life, to know God and make him known. There's no room for anxiety in that stuff. There is no room for false worry, for, you know, um, false anxiety. I'm saying false, meaning like worrying over things that really aren't happening or, you know, they might be happening, but I'm blowing them up bigger and I'm making them worse than they are when I can just deal with them head on with the truth of God's word. So there's no room for fears when we have faith. Like I said, there really isn't. You can't operate out of a place of faith when you're having fear because they're the opposite of each other. So, and I, you know, for years I would say, I have faith, I have faith, but (laughs) I was always, always followed by that, but I have faith, but what if this terrible thing happens? I have faith, but what if, you know, God doesn't answer the prayer I want my way? Well, guess what? You can't say, I have faith, but. It's, I have faith, period. No matter what. And faith will get you through it. Now, if you are suffering from anxiety out there and you really feel like you have no control, you really feel like, you know, these are all great things, Karen, but, you know, this, I can't do it. Then I would encourage you to go find a pastor, to go seek someone out that is a professional who can help you. If you are struggling like I have over the years, you can always email me and I will pray for you. Um, Find yourself a good accountability prayer person in your life, in your real life that you can go to. And, you know, um, Steve has been really good with this for me. Like sometimes when my anxiety creeps up, I'll just text him at work and be like, I'm feeling anxious. And he'll be like, why? (laughs) Because he's like, here we go again. And I'm like, no, really don't like diminish it. I, I don't, I'm just telling you, I'm feeling anxious and I need you to help me. I just need you to pray. Or I need you to speak truth to me right now because I can't do it myself. And that's been invaluable. Um, it's, it's just you need somebody when you can't speak the truth into yourself, you need somebody to help you do that. And really the biggest place to go to get the truth is God's word. So you always have Jesus there. But I encourage you, if you're like suffering and this is a really difficult thing for you and you're debilitated by it, you need to seek professional help. Um, if you are just in a place where you're like, you know what, I, I worry a lot. Uh, I want to be free of that. You know, tell somebody in your life and have them help you by keeping you accountable to the truth. Um, and like I said, you can always email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. This is a near and dear topic to my heart. Kind of hard sometimes to talk about it and, and say just how bad it has been, but I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary for us to do that so that the truth can set us free and we can um, 
focus on the truth that truly sets us free and not let Satan get a foothold on us. Because for me, I know that's one of the places he can get a foothold. And I'm like, no, no more. I am so done with that. So um, anyway, I hope that that um, encourages you today. I'd love to hear from you. You can want to continue the conversation. You can write over there at um, the Facebook page or the blog post for this episode. If my podcast has encouraged you either today or in the past, I encourage you to um, rate and review it over there on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, that helps me get the message out there to others. Um, if you know you have issues that maybe you don't agree with or you have found the podcast not helpful, please email me um, and we can talk about that. I, I am always, always open to hearing if um, somebody out there has some kind of negative comments, please come to me directly because I always just want to be an encouragement out there. If I'm causing any negativity or, or uh, what's um, distraction out there, then unfollow. <laughs> then unfollow. That's what I always say. I only want to be a blessing to you and to provide some kind of encouragement. And mostly all I want to do is point you to Jesus. So I hope I've done that today. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.